Last week we are talking about the judgments, the bowl of judgments, the fourth bowl where men were scorched, the third bowl where the waters were turned into blood, and we see the uh, fifth bowls, the darkness and pain, and sixth and so forth, and we go to the actual seventh bowl, the earth where it's utterly shaken, and I, that's where I that's where I believe that God is actually, you know, metaphorically here, but we do see the judgment of God coming, and He's coming to judge the uh, nasty unbelievers who don't want to repent, and they don't want to have anything to do with Jesus. <laughs> they don't want nothing to do with God. But God's merciful even to the end because he loves us. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We ask that you bless it in your name, Holy Spirit. Lead this study in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Listen. So, in the 15th chapter of the book of Revelation, we had sort of a, like an intro to the 16th, to the chapter 16th, okay? And that's where, uh, the seven angels in heaven, they saw seven angels in heaven, and they were given the seven final plagues, which completes the judgment of God upon the earth. And these seven angels, they came out of the temple, and they were clothed in pure white linen. And one of the cherubim gave to the angels these vials of wrath to pour out upon the earth and the temple of God was filled with the smoke from the glory of God. And it was closed, it was closed now to, to, to man. Now listen, no man was able to enter in during the time that these seven plagues are being poured out on the earth. And then that's when John said, I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your way, pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. That's Revelation 16.1, okay? And so, it's a command is now given from God. And it's a radical, awesome plan. And it's basically, <laughs> you know, God's dispatching his angels with the seven final plagues and God is going to smite the earth prior to sending his son to take dominion and control and rule over the earth. And so we see how God now makes the distinction that, uh, that you know, basically, you know, the earth's running a, running a, 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 a a, bl a muck. It's running a, bl a blister. It's running a, it's coarse. It's like a fever. It's now the fever is coming. It's, you know, it's not healing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's time to make the distinction between who was faithful to him and who's not. And listen, a lot of believers understand that God isn't out to get us He's not the God of, you know, you see a lot of preachers and they preach revelation, but they don't preach the mercy and love and it and goodness of God. Listen, it's, it's, it's the love of Christ 
It's the goodness of God that brings a man to repent for the dirty sins that he lives. So we believers have to understand that we can't force Jesus Christ down non-believers' throats, but we got to be the light. And we have to say, look, God is merciful and he loves you and he has a plan for you too. That's what be that's what non-believers they don't want to hear turn and burn and you're going to hell. That's the pastors who don't understand God's verses in the Bible. But unfortunately, there'll be some that will be left behind and they'll have to face that consequence when God judges. And so God's making the distinction between the literally who's faithful to him and who who's worshiped the beast. And remember, and whoever's taken the mark. And so now he's saying, you took the mark, you're not faithful to me. And now he's basically, uh, you know, he's uh, making the uh, distinction here. And so we remember when God poured out his plagues upon Egypt and we've seen Egypt and the Israelites were, uh, you know, trying to get out and God protected them from the judgments that God was doing uh, when there was darkness all, all over the land of Egypt. And so there was light in the camp of Israel, though. <laughs> but, and God made provisions to protect his people. And he had them put, a, put the blood upon the, uh, the doorsteps. And today we say that's, we, we put a mezuzah in Hebrew to remember that. And we, and we touch it and kiss it to remember the faithfulness that God was when, he, when we were in Egypt. So this is a radical time. God is working uh, not only in our lives, but he wants to work in yours. And so here we are. We're, we're now at the uh, interesting last week we left off on verse 8 where the fourth, the fourth bowl, men are scorched, and the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. Now listen to this. If you think it's hot outside now, wow. Man, I was outside the other day and I'm thinking of this verse came to me because it was so hot. I went to my car and and whew, it was like a bomb. It was so hot. But listen, the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the earth, sun and and the sun and the power was given to him to scorch men with fire. Listen, these men are not very nice. They were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the the name of God who has power over these plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. Know this, it's going to get hot. It's going to get real hot. So hot you're just, I mean, whoever's left behind, it's going to burn and just, it's going to be very painful. And last week, because we've seen the blood turn into water, the the water's turned into blood, we know that that the... uh, metaphorically the the ocean's not going to be it's it's going to be destroyed there's not going to be any there's listen not any, more than half of our water supplies are already dirty now we already see our water's filthy now man texas is just filled with their water is just disgusting arizona uh even in parts of you know the canyons the lime from the stone, from the wells, from the rivers, from the underground nuclear testing they've done in the 40s that they never told the citizens in Arizona. It's just, they've destroyed 
half of the supply of already believers, more so. It's like 75% destroyed almost. Imagine what it's going to be like when Christ, when God opens up that third bowl and the waters turn to blood. I believe that the oceans are going to be, you know, jacked up and they won't be able to fix the water to purify it. But then again, we're not on God's time. I mean, look at the technology that we have. We have water turning into thin air now. We have a group of believers and non-believers, scientists making, you know, stuff that can take water out of it. They're taking the air out of the water. <laughs> or they're taking the air out and making water out of air. It's amazing. But the fifth bowl is focused again in the throne of the beast. Apparently, this is referring to the worldwide kingdom and authority. And so that's the phrase that Satan's throne is used in in 2.13. It speaks of the satanic foothold of Pergamos as a result of the, of the uh, prevalence of the empire that's worshipped there. So we see then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and the kingdom became full of darkness. And they, they gnawed their tongues because of the pain and they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and did not repent of their deeds. It's going to be a mess. We see the end of the world happening. We see God's making his mark on the earth. We see the mercy he's displaying also, but we see there's so much into this. There's so many nuggets into this chapter that it's, it's radical. Here we have the the world is in an awe. They have no idea what's coming. There's so many demonic forces that are on the earth right now. We see so many nuclear weapons. We see so many so many uh, sad weapons that are destroying human beings. We see the destruction. We see the, the bowl of darkness and pain. I think God's going to make in this verse like a solar eclipse. It's going to be dark and then light. And then they nod their tongues because of the pain. The blast, they blasted God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. And then they didn't repent. They're going to be chastised. They're going to be, you know, God's going to, you know, God's going to, they're going to suffer because... There's going to be, they're going to be stung by demonic locusts during the fifth trumpet. Okay. But you're going to see this. The suns has already scorched them. Think about it. Just before that, they're already scorched. You know, they're, 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 they're hot. There's no water. They're thirsty. They're probably, some of them are probably going, oh God, help me. What, what's going on here? But you know, the unbeliever, they don't want to believe how powerful God is and how much he loves us, that some of non-believers will not repent for the sins that they've done, and they won't come anymore to Jesus. Some of them won't do it. And so <clears throat> we see how our rivers and our oceans were beautiful in the beginning, and now it's not happening anymore. They're testing rockets, nuclear waste in there. 
it uh, you know you're starting to get salt water intrusion and they have they've lost more ag- uh, agriculture acreage um they're now they're now you know trying to take the land and reclaim what god gave us but it's it's disgusting we see it and we can see the fever coming and we can see the bowls of judgments happening but yet nobody wants to talk about these judgments and so just like it was dark on egypt you know god brought darkness upon the kingdom of the beast and again this is going to indicate a supernova condition of the sun where it becomes extremely bright for a few days and then becomes dark. And so then the sixth angel poured out his bowl, <clears throat> excuse me, of the great river Euphrates. And that, and today, by the way, Euphrates is in Iraq. And it's, you know, completely, it's going to be completely dried up. Uh <clears throat> You know, there's going to be unclean spirits everywhere on the earth. It's, you know, it's going to be hell on earth. It's going to be hell on earth because of their pain and sores. They, they, you know, they, men are going to continue to blaspheme God because of their pains and their sores. And they're not going to repent. And so the sixth angel okay, is going to pour out his vial upon the great river of Euphrates. And the water, therefore, were dried up that the way the kings of the east might be prepared. And so God is going to gather together the nations into the area of Israel from the valley of Megiddo to Edom. And so God dries up now the rivers of Euphrates to prepare the way For the king of the east. China and all their vast hordes of people in India and Pakistan and, excuse me, Japan. They're moving in from the east. You can see it. It's going to happen. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs, demons, that come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Listen, believers. It's interesting. Those who seem to have had an out-of-the-body experience where their spirits have left their bodies and now they are presumed dead and had the conscious out-of-body state, you know, I'm in and out, you know. <clears throat> I've had an out-experience body experience. They looked back into the room and they saw activities that were going on in the room, but they were out of their body, you know. Okay. It's interesting because when you go back through the Old Testament, and you read that God breathed into man and had become a living spirit, and those that have these out-of-body experience experiences will usually testify of their awareness and their spirit, how it left through their mouth, <clears throat> excuse me, and when their spirit came back, it came in through their mouths, and most common among those that basically had these experiences to express it. So basically, you're thinking, what's this have to do with this? The spirit's going... Forth out of their mouth. And now the interesting thing is that these demonic spirits, there's demonic spirits that are going to go forth out of the mouth. It's also interesting that when Jesus cast out many of the demons, 
They were loud, screaming from the mouths of the individuals as the demons departed. Okay, so basically, there's going to be a whole bunch of demons, like the spirits, like the frogs from the from the the, the frogs coming out of the mouth. You see, this is the sixth bowl. This is the sixth angel poured out the bowl on the great river of Euphrates, and and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophets. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out of the kings of the earth and out of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. We know these battles because the battle's coming. We see it's coming already. And so it's interesting how God's making the final battle. I mean, it's 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 coming. It's it's crazy. You got you may think, oh man, this whole thing is nuts, but really, it's not. What's crazy is God's God is going to destroy with judgment at the same time. Show mercy, but judgment. And so these unclean spirits are going to spread forth, okay, basically authoritative towards the dragon, Satan, okay, the beast and the false prophet, the false prophet, an unholy trinity, okay, there will be great deception involved in the signs, all right, people think they're going to escape God's judgment, it's not going to happen, it's just not going to happen, man. You know, I often wonder, last night I laid down before I went to bed and I closed my eyes and I thought to myself, you know, it never occurred to me, but I thought about all the people who died that I knew. You ever do that? You ever think about all the people who died that you've known? And you're thinking, and you're thinking, well, well, did you, uh, you know, did you get a chance to explain that God loves them to them, or you know, or maybe you knew that they have died, or whatever it is. And you go down this list of people, and all these people, and you think to yourself, wow, what a, how many people are? When am I next? Or, you, know, it's you know, wow. And then you think to yourself, you know, I had a guy just recently tell me, oh, you know, uh. I'm going to live to be 80 or 90 and you know I don't you know I don't think I'll have any problems in this life God loves me and I love him and you know why I'm going to go to heaven and that's it and nothing else matters to me but I'd rather go hide in the Cayman Islands and or hide out here and keep to myself and spend all my money and I deserve it, and you know, well, that's what I need. It's all for me, and I did my part for God, and that's it. Well, his wife calls me like, you know, three weeks later and says, Hey, Yos, you know, my husband's dead. He died, you know, and it's interesting because we, we, we don't seem to want to do anything for Jesus unless we are forced to. Not all of us. 
But a lot of us want to take the easy chair and sit down and think that life is going to be, you know, rosy and everything's given to us, no problem. And what I'm trying to say is God's judgment is upon everybody. And so if you're saved and you have this hope in Hebrew, the Hatikva, the, you know, if you have the hope, this hope, this if you have Jesus Christ in your life, you won't have to worry about, well, if I die today, you know, where am I going to be? You, you'll know where you're going. You won't have to worry where you're going. You won't have to think about where you're going because you'll know where you're going. Because we're going to see where we're going to go. We know where we're going to go. But in verse 14, it says, for there are spirits. Listen to this. 13 says, and I saw three unclean spirit like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon. Out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirit, spirits of demons performing signs which go out of the king of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I'm coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments. Lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gather them to go together to the place called, in Hebrew, Armageddon. There's going to be a big war, the Armageddon War. And this is, Jesus is coming back like a thief. He says, be vigilant because the unexpected timing of his return in Matthew 24, verse 43 says it. <coughs> Excuse me. In the place of the battle spoken of in this chapter is Armageddon. It's a Hebrew word literally meaning Mount, Mount of Megiddo. And some believe that this is not actually the place, but rather a symbol of the final between good and evil. And they gather them together to a place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured out the bowl into the air. Listen to this. This is, I believe, the nuclear holocaust. This is the actual seventh bowl, the climax of all Revelation's judgment. It's done. This is the, the, the God's final act of judgment before Christ comes. It's almost like an Armageddon. And it seems like a nuclear Russian, American, Iranian holocaust. Because we see then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it's done, it is done. And there were noises and thundering and lightnings, and there were great earthquakes, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. That's what Jesus said. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the city of the nations fell, and great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Verse 20 says, and every, every island fled away and the mountains were not found. That's uh, kind of nuclear. <laughs> and a great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since the plague was exceedingly great. And that's where we see the seventh bowl. Uh there's a lot to this. The great city of Babylon seems to be the epicenter of the most destructive earthquake. And we see 
The cities of the nations, Babylon, had not been forgotten before God. Here we can see how the uh, ancient Rome is its symbolic for the wrath. But the hail that's fallen from heaven is like 75 pound stones. So we see, and we're going to touch into this next week, but we see what's going on. We see the judgment coming. We see a simultaneously taking away, snatching away the, the church. Judgment coming also shortly thereafter. And we see everything happening according to God's plans. Listen, if you're not a believer, <laughs> I don't know about you, man, but I think I'd be wanting to you know, seek a little bit about what God has to say in my own life. And perhaps... Understand where God wants to use you. Listen, we're going to be talking next week about Revelation 17, which is my favorite chapter of the whole Bible. It, it, it really is. I mean, it's, well, it's one of them. But the seventh bowl is, you know, the great city of Babylon. And, and some say that America is spiritual Babylon. And some people say that it is Babylon because the East, because I'm sorry, the... Uh, Antichrist is going to come from the Euro nation, and he, you know, it, it's a long talk, but we're going to get into both both uh, stances on that. Although, because Babylon's only called the harlot, we 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 know the fornication was introduced there, and we know that it's well there was a well deserved judgment, and 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 both of the kings of the earth and the inhabitants of the earth are seduced into coming spiritually. Uh, adultery with Babylon. And so next week, we're going to talk about how, <clears throat> excuse me, the indication is that she made them drunk with the power. We're going to talk about the mystery, mystery Babylon the Great. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but I want to talk about this. Listen, Jesus Christ, he loves you, okay? And we're going to finish next week, we're going to finish the last part of 16, the seventh seal, Okay, and we'll move on to 17. I know that God is going to restore the earth. It's, you know, it's going to be the new Jerusalem in chapter 21 is going to come. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to see the the new rivers. It's going to be heavenly, radically awesome. God's going to restore it all, but he's going to destroy who he doesn't want. And... You may be thinking it's not fair, but you know, he's given grace and mercy and grace and mercy and grace and mercy. And here he's saying, look, here's your, uh, the, the wine. Here's the, 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 the fierceness of his wrath. And every island's going to fled away and the mountains were not found. Verse 21 says, and great hail came from heaven. Man, these are people are going to get pounded. Boom. Hail. It's going gonna, it's gonna to wake them up or they're going to die in their sin. And so God loves us so much that he, even in the very end, wants us to have a relationship with him. And so men will blaspheme God because of the plagues of the hail. But since that plague was exceedingly great, they're not going to be able to, they're just going to get more angry and more mad. And so um, Jesus Christ loves you and he doesn't want us to fret and worry about tomorrow you know I think it's funny you know going back to the people who I thought in my own life that passed away you know God told me you know preach about 
my love, my goodness. It's my goodness that brings men into repentance. It's not the fiery brimstone, burning hell message. It's the love and mercy that God has for us. And it's the, uh, you know, let's get ready for the kingdom. Let's, let's read more. Let's talk more. Let's love one another and show each other how much God loves us by being good doers of the word, not only hearers. But, and, you know, I think it's very interesting that 1 John chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, or 2, all the way to chapter 3, is beyond all we need in this time of, uh, you know, end times stuff. Father God, we come before you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We know that there is going to be a great judgment. And Lord, we know that as a believer, we're not going to be part of it. We will be taken away, Father. And we know that all this is part of your plan so that you, Lord, can be glorified in the end. Father, we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. And listen, we'll see you next week. Uh, Growing in this word is sponsored by Jesus and led by the Holy Spirit. Everything we do is all for the Lord, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you feel any need to, uh, uh, you want to email me, I'll email you back. God bless you guys. Thank you for uh, growing in this word. God bless you and have a wonderful time. In Jesus' name, amen.